The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So on today's podcast, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what we've been doing research on, which are the seven patterns of artificial intelligence. And these patterns are really a way of understanding that despite all these various diverse uses of AI, we talk about them in our use case podcast, we talk about them on our research and our infographics and all the stuff we write about on our site. Despite all of these limitless ways in which AI machine learning is being used, we find that there are still these seven patterns that all of these applications fall into one or more of these patterns when used either individually or combined together to basically address these problems. And basically, we've written about this on the site. We use this as a foundational basis for our methodology. The Cognitive Project Management for Artificial Intelligence Methodology, the CPMAI methodology, of which the patterns basically forms a core part about it. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have a podcast that we will link to in the show notes as well that goes over the seven patterns in more detail. And to summarize what the patterns are, it's hyper-personalization, autonomous systems, predictive analytics and decision support, conversational human interaction, patterns and anomalies, recognition, and goal-driven systems. Today, we want to dig deeper into the recognition pattern. At Cognolytica, we define this pattern as using machine learning to identify and understand images, sound, handwriting, items, faces, and gestures. The objective of this pattern is to have machines identify and understand the real world and unstructured data. So we say that understanding structured data is easy because it's already structured, it's normally labeled, but it's the unstructured data that's hard to understand. And that's where actually the majority of data lies for organizations. 80 to 90% of an organization's data is unstructured. So the recognition pattern Mm. is really important to help get any sort of useful information from this. So examples in the recognition pattern include facial recognition, sound recognition, item detection, and also handwriting and text recognition. We'll dig into that a little bit deeper. Yeah, so if you've been following artificial intelligence and machine learning, you know that one of the biggest things that machine learning has been applied to, that's part of the magic of machine learning, is this ability to recognize things. Or quote-unquote magic. Right, right. <laughs> quote-unquote magic. It seems magical, like you could take a picture of a hot dog, I'll tell you if it's a hot dog. Now, how the heck is a computer looking at the pixels of an image, right? And because that's all the data that the system gets. It doesn't get any additional data. It doesn't get like some sort of, you know, insight from the world. It's just looking at an image, right, which is just a bunch of pixels. And it's figuring out that there's a hot dog in that picture somehow. And of course, for those of you that know about it, the whole idea of these supervised learning approaches to machine learning is training systems over and over again to recognize these patterns in data. So, of course, the big innovation here was deep learning. And deep learning is a form of machine learning that is specifically a form of neural networks, which is a combination of these interconnected neurons with weights and biases that you basically, the theory is that if you can train these neurons over time based on good data, right? So it's like, here's a picture of a hot dog. Here's another picture of a hot dog. Over time, the weights between these neurons adjust themselves such that after some time, it's trained to do that one recognition task, right? Now, keep in mind, if you trained it for hot dogs, it's not going to all of a sudden recognize butterflies, but it's going to do that one task really well. 
And so this is the power of machine learning. This is why it's very data hungry. And it is one of these patterns, right? It's just one of these patterns that you know that there's a recognition pattern. It's important to note that we've had recognition in different forms before, even without machine learning, even in the non-AI world, right? So obviously you might be thinking optical character recognition. We've had ways of basically scanning printed documents and getting that encoded into text that we can then use in our databases or whatever. But this is really not the same because OCR is very much fixed towards one particular representation of text and it has traditionally struggled with all sorts of problems. So the idea here is we're trying to kick things up behind just encoding very certain things. We want to train on images of any kind of unstructured data source. And there are examples you can train to recognize clouds. You can train it to recognize anything. This is the power of the machine learning pattern here for recognition. Right. So, you know, within that object recognition and classification, we have a lot of use cases that we can be applied to this. Autonomous vehicles. That's been getting a lot of Mm -hmm. press and publicity. We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. Press and publicity lately, and honestly, it's a (laughs) dream of mine to one day not have to drive. For security and surveillance as well, we are now able to have 24-7 monitoring with humans not needing to always be there, or we can have the machine identify if it's a delivery truck or if it's a human that Mm -hmm. came into the shot that shouldn't have been there. These are great real-life practical use cases. Right. And the other thing about this is that you might think of it as just image recognition. So we could think about like, you know, if you have a big retail site, let's say one that had like a large river in South America company, you know, you know what I'm talking about? They have like literally infinite number of products being Mm -hmm. uploaded every day. You're not going to have a human looking at the product and saying, oh, this is a purse. This is a, you know, some sort of crazy bungee cord or something like that. No, because that's a human task. And so the question is, can you replace that human task with a machine to automatically look at and say, ah, this is this kind of product, therefore I should automatically tag it, put it in these classifications. That's part of the reason why Amazon actually has been such a big pioneer in AI is because they have such a huge amount of data. They have a very potentially human intensive task of classification and tagging and that sort of stuff. And they wanted to solve that. So we see it across all these different applications in autonomous retail and interactive marketing. But also we see recognition being used outside of just the image realm, right? We can be thinking what other things can machines recognize if it can look at unstructured data and find these patterns in this unstructured data. Right. So when we think about unstructured data, we also have sound and audio recognition. And sound and audio recognition is using a machine to recognize and understand different sound input. So use cases for this can include music recognition. We have some apps that are great at identifying what song is playing on the radio or on your TV, anywhere where it's not labeled. Also at recognizing speech and different languages. We can also recognize animal noises. So bird songs, for example, or identifying different sounds in the wild. What animal made this cry or this bark or this moan? 
So these are use cases that humans wouldn't be able to otherwise do on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, probably impossible. Humans are just not, yeah. we can't do that. Like, you know, what kind of bird is that? I'm like, it's a, it chirps. I don't know. It's I know, chirp. I can't tell the difference between this chirp up and this chirp down. Yeah, that machines a, are great at identifying. It's a chirpy bird. Yeah. <laughs> but, but of course, you know, you can do the same thing. You can think of this audio recognition. Let's say like, yeah, my car is making an unusual noise. You know, how far away are we from like, well, take an app, download an app and put it next to your car and it'll listen to be like, oh, well, it looks like you need a new belt or like, you know, your transmission's about to go. Why don't you start crying right now? So they just yeah. <laughs> stop of, driving. Right. So stop driving. Yeah. These are things that easily, easily doable by machines. Of course, I mentioned earlier about things like handwriting and text recognition. One of the earliest forms of deep learning neural networks was specifically trained on handwriting recognition. So if you know the name Jan LeCun and the whole idea of convolutional neural nets, you know, in 1998, he basically pioneered the use of deep learning convolutional neural nets specifically on the idea of handwriting recognition. There's a well, well-known data set called MNIST that you can go and you could build your own handwriting recognition system. This problem has been solved, my friends. And it's more than just OCR, right? That's sort of like the old approach to doing things. This idea is that we can now detect even structures in the handwriting. Like, so for example, there are new technologies. If you have, there's a table in the text, it'll recognize that it looks like a table with these columns and these rows. It can recognize things like, oh, this looks like a number. So it's not just recognizing that it's a character. That's the, the C in OCR. It recognizes that it's a number or that it's a social security number or it's a credit card number or it's an address or it's a name. These are the things that you can do. You can start detecting these higher level patterns in the information, not just like this looks like the letter C. It's like, yeah, well, you know, it's the letter C. That's part of my first name. You know, it's kind of a little more important than just so being letter C. So is that a yeah. great combination use case? Can Pattern, be. yeah, with recognition and with identifying patterns. Yep, that's part of it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So see, this is how, you know, you can take one pattern and then you can combine them to create multiple ones. I'm looking for the day, you know, I love my murder mysteries. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) when they leave notes, if machine learning can now help to identify who wrote that note. Bam. bam. Ransom notes. Okay. Well, (laughs) this is what happens when you live in the Baltimore area too long. (laughs) (laughs) So... So obviously, you know, we've seen the use of this for almost all banks now do the automatic check image system for deposits and intelligent document processing, all forms of document analysis. And this is really part of that recognition pattern. So the whole idea, reason why we mentioned this is like, if you think I need to take some sorts of unstructured data and get some recognition or capability out of it, then you should be thinking instantly that you have a recognition pattern that you should be addressing. Another area where we're seeing recognition being applied is with gesture recognition. Gesture recognition allows computers to capture and interpret human gestures as commands. We see this a lot in the video game industry. There's a lot of video game interaction where you can use your hands and movements and different gestures and it'll pick up on that. We're also seeing um, retail using this where we're allowing to immerse shoppers in relevant content and helping them try on various different products such as clothing and accessories through the use of gestures. Surgeons are also using this This gesture recognition, it allows them to virtually grasp or move objects on a monitor. And also with sign language, gesture recognition systems are able to interpret and translate sign language. Mm -hmm. So I think we might start seeing gesture recognition being used in automobile interfaces. You know, hopefully it doesn't interpret them like drive to the right when you're just gesturing to someone like, hey, look, there's a restaurant over there. But like, you know, it could be useful for like, you know, changing volume controls. We're starting to see voice as well. And that's the other thing. Those are actually two different recognition patterns, like speech commands, where you're saying, hey, car, do this, is actually a recognition pattern. That's the audio recognition pattern, right? 
because it's also partially the conversational pattern too. So let's just say you're trying to do some sort of recognition, like, hey, car, play a song that sounds like this. You could do that. That would be the recognition pattern. It may be combined with the conversational pattern, but also combined with the gesture pattern. You know, there's lots of things you can do there. So there's some interesting, really, I would say much more compelling real world use cases. We're seeing recognition used everywhere. And it's also all the cloud machine learning platforms. They just have this all built in. I mean, there's no reason to be building your own infrastructure for this sort of thing anymore. But we're seeing a big use case for this in medical imaging. We have a report that's pending on the use of AI machine learning in the medical industry. And specifically, it's being used in radiology and radiology images as sort of like this additional augmented second set of eyes. So these AI machine learning systems are really good at spotting patterns, right? But they can also spot things like anomalies that are like, this does not look like you know, what a lung should look like, or this mass looks like something that I recognize as something that's anomalous in a particular way, right? Anomalous for the body, but it matches an actual pattern. So these systems can scan images and provide sort of like this first pass. And in our conversations with radiologists, they're all basically assuming that in the next five years, 90% of radiology images will have the first pass analysis automatically done by these AI and machine learning systems. So this is one industry where we start seeing it becoming the norm. And it's an augmentative because the radiologists are still there. We found a really interesting fact about what happens with radiologists, right? Part of what's motivating this sort of use of this technology. Right. So radiologists are human. And, you know, humans suffer from fatigue. The industry has seen that the radiologists are more accurate in the morning and after lunch, they go into an after lunch slump and images that they view in the afternoon, they're less accurate in picking up the anomalies in the photo than they are in the morning, which is kind of a scary thought if, you know, you're getting your image read at 4 p.m. And I'm sure it's a general statement, but like, but the idea is to, to assure more consistency in these results, right? Right. And this is a great use case of how AI can be applied for an augmented intelligence role. It's not there to replace the human. It's just there to be their second set of eyes, help take a first pass, but it's not actually making the diagnosis. So that at the end of the day, the decision is still with the human on what to do. Another area where we're seeing recognition pattern being applied is to help identify counterfeit products. So when a lot of goods come in from overseas on ports and to spot, you know, fake purses or watches, sunglasses, clothing can be really hard to do. So we've started to see the recognition pattern being applied where it can either analyze or take a small piece of fabric or material from whatever goods are being brought over to detect and see if it's actually counterfeit or not. We're also seeing this in counterfeit drugs and, you know, pills. It's able to actually detect if they're counterfeit. And then also digital copyright infringement and fraudulent goods. We have a lot of issues with digital copyright, and that's sometimes hard Mm. for humans to pick up on. So the recognition pattern is helping. Yeah, I'm sure if you've uploaded stuff to YouTube or something like that, it'll detect if you're using copyrighted music, for example. It'll automatically put this DMCA ban and things like this cause some issues (laughs) because sometimes like there's something playing in the background and you don't want you to say like you're using some copyrighted stuff, but that's what's happening now. And in other industries, we're seeing AI being used in the insurance industry quite a bit. Now, so you're in an accident, you could take a photo of it and then it can automatically sort of do preliminary assessment. It could definitely tell what the vehicle type is like. So we're using it used in insurance claims. And we're also seeing this recognition pattern being used in a variety of other ways, like in the property insurance business, 
We're seeing you can take photo tours and it'll automatically identify the goods that are there to cover it and give you even some sort of quick assessment of the total value of the goods that you're trying to insure. You know, we're seeing it being used in agricultural and commercial insurance, you know, with satellite images and drone images, especially after big storms and natural disasters. They can instantly put these drones up there and do quick assessments, you know, especially if you can't physically get there. That's usually the biggest issue is that the insurance investors can't access the property, right? Right. You know, after a big hurricane, there's a lot of flooding that takes place. And so the insurance agents can't actually physically drive around. So they can send a drone up into the sky, use images, and be able to automatically assess damage and see how far it spans. They can also use this to assess property damage as well after storms. You can use drones to take photos of house roofs, for example, where, you know, you might always, you're not either able to want efficiently do that fast, or you don't want to go up there if there's possible damage, send a human up there. So now you're able to have drones go and then use the recognition pattern to assess damage. Yeah, so this is really very interesting. I mean, we see this as one of these fundamental patterns, right? I mean, this is sort of as fundamental as you can get for one of the patterns for AI and machine learning. And a very valuable pattern, as mentioned, you know, the whole objective here is that we're trying to add some understanding when otherwise there's really no programmatic way to do it. This is the classic example. You can't program recognition of a face. You know, what is the program for facial recognition? Well, it's all highly dependent on so many different things. And so this is such a great use case for machine learning that we just start understanding the pattern. You start seeing it everywhere. You might see it, as we mentioned, in combination with other patterns, but this is really powerful for us. And if you're doing AI projects, right, and you're trying to basically take a complicated problem and you start dividing them into these patterns, it actually really does start to simplify things because one, you start to find other people have done those patterns before, what the right methodology is, how do you iterate them, the tools and the technologies that are available to do them. And hopefully it simplifies this whole thing. Right. And these are just a few use cases for the recognition pattern. There's many, many more that we haven't talked upon in this podcast because we wanted to, you know, not let this go on for hours. But there's great use cases out there. So if you have any questions about that, please feel free to reach out. We're always happy to talk to our listeners further about this. Listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And as always, we'll post any articles and concepts and related podcasts in the show notes. Additionally, we'll be publishing the AI use pattern roadmap soon, so keep an eye out for that. And we've also talked a little earlier about this. We have published the Seven Patterns podcast, so we'll link that in the show notes, and we encourage you to listen to that if you haven't. And then we'll have additional podcasts as well where we dig a little deeper like we did with this pattern for other patterns as well. So please listen to those as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.